Welcome back, everybody, to the Where the Bear podcast right here on your home for the Where the Bear podcast, the Golden Grizzlies iTunes and SoundCloud page. All you got to do, go to iTunes, search Golden Grizzlies, click subscribe. It is that easy. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. And as always, your Where the Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group, special men's soccer edition. We have today the head coach, as always, head coach Eric Pogue, and also Player on the squad, Wilford Williams, joining us here today. Gentlemen, thanks for taking some time. Wilford, how are you? First uh, first trip into the Wear the Bear podcast. Um, I'm doing well. Very excited. Nervous uh, a little bit. Oh, there's nothing to be <laughs> nervous about. Coach, tell him. We're just, we're just chopping it up here. Man. Yeah, and I just I just shot him an email yesterday. Uh, he should be smiling. Uh, going down to Hamtramck, uh, the revolver. Uh, there's a Liberian chef coming into town. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah, uh, apparently there is a um, – I'm did excited. Did you check it out? Yeah. There's a lot of good food on there. Tell yeah. I saw some uh, Liberian uh, taco or Liberian uh, wings. Yeah. What's the What's the go-to Liberian meal? Um, for me, my uh, my 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 family we're uh, we're we're native of the Basa County, and so uh, and so we love fufu. Okay, like, explain that. Break that down to the listeners um, out there. It's like uh, it's like a cassava, um, grounded cassava. You know, for people who don't know what it is, uh, it's like it's a plant. It's like the the root of the plant. And so, uh, so, so it's really good, really heavy. And so uh, fufu is my favorite. That's the jam. Huh? Well, the I, jam. I, I was asking him because it's right right down there where DCFC got mm-hmm. their thing. And uh, I asked him if he's going to go on a solo trip or he's going to bring a guest. And he said some of his guests might not like uh, – might not like some of it, right? Yeah. Well, we'll see. I might take I might take Keenan, my roommate. Oh, okay. I'll yeah. say, hey, man, he I'll, he, I'll always roll I'll with you. That's what I told him. <laughs> but I look like some good stuff. Like, I've seen, I've seen some Liberian uh, wings and uh, all sorts of good stuff. So yeah. are, we, are we home? Uh, I'm not sure. 23rd, 24th? I haven't checked yet. I've yet to uh, hey, baby the, steps. To see, hey, the, to hey, see the, the schedule. The fact that they actually open an email. Mm-hmm. That's you're that's, getting places. All that's right, that's a win. That's a win in this day and age. So yeah, the downside is is it's really expensive. So we'll see. Okay. It's, 40, okay. it's forty five bucks. So but Uh-oh. hey, but money well spent though, money, right? Money gonna be well spent because yeah. you know it's yeah. bringing a little bit back to home. Absolutely, we're catching up with you guys after practice. We're we're recording on location here in the practice facility and. You know, speaking of good stuff and the good stuff, Wilford, want to catch up with you in particular. I know you did a lot of good stuff over the summer, and we'll get into the to the recent road trip and the preview of the Wright State game coming up. It's Horizon League play uh, set to get going. But, Wilford, you spent a good portion of the summer. You were in some training camps with some MLS organizations. You were training at the top level, and that's something you remember. You were a member of the U14, U15 national teams as well. So, I mean, you, you've played this game. Uh, at the highest level everywhere that you've went. Uh, how did that experience training with MLS sides and MLS organizations, how did that experience stack up? Um, it was it was amazing. Um, when I was uh, around 16 or so, I had an opportunity to play at FC Dallas, uh, MLS Academy. And so uh, training with these teams this summer was uh, was awesome. It uh, kind of brought back a lot of memories of um, – you know, at FC Dallas, we had uh, like the coaches would bring you up and train on the first team, and so it was. Uh, it was. It's not something that I'm not used to. I'm used to it, and so it's just like a flashback memory of just you know being at that playing with guys at that level that take. It's like their job, and so it's. It, right. I mean, it is their job. They take it serious, and so uh, it's a goal of mine to uh, to be there um, after this year, and so um, um, training with them definitely prepared me uh, to take my game um, a lot farther. Uh, uh, playing uh, as a left back, some Coach. good some good feedback too from those guys too about his time there and 
Nile and you know as well right you know because I think the the one thing about Wilfred you know is he, he's very professional in his approach um, to training and what he does and uh, you know I think that was kind of the take I mean uh, you know at, at the highest levels Wilfred fits a big role you know that attacking left back that gets up and down the line um, and you know I know he brings that professionalism to a training environment that you don't see a lot mm -hmm. of times out of you know, college kids, you know, they got a million th things going. But as you said, when you step into an environment that he grew up in at FC Dallas, which is extremely professional, I mean, those kids live there, you know, are on campus. And, you know, so they live a professional life. So the fact that I think that translated well to his MLS camps was the ability for them to see not only is a kid got talent and he's got wheels and he's left footed and he can get up and down the line and he's, you know, hard and tenacious. But I think the one big key for a lot of these um, professional um, coaches is, you know, is the guy a professional though? Right. You know, it's not, you know, it's, you know, I see Steve Clark and Mitch Hildebrandt and, you know, Sean Lewis, and I see these guys and what their approach is day in and day out, you know, watching video, watching video of the upcoming opponents. I mean, they live it, eat it, breathe it. And I think Wilford comes from that environment, you know, at a youth level. Um, so sometimes maybe that's a little bit of the frustration at the college level. Sometimes everybody's not all on the same page, you know. Right. Uh, he's got aspirations, as do a couple of guys of, of playing at the next level. And, you know, that's always the, the rub sometimes as a as a college coach uh, as, you know, you get you get kind of a mixture of guys, you know, that have their sights here and other guys that are, you know, good college players, but they got other stuff they're worried about too. So, you know, the good feedback from, from these guys about Wilford is, uh, you know, is great. It's great for him and, you know, I think it'll translate well at the next level. Wilford, you and I talked uh, earlier this morning. We're passing each other, walking through the facilities here at Oakland. And I asked you, I said, what was your biggest takeaway from that? And while it was nothing new, you told me you're always struck by the fact, and, and Coach, you can chime in because you were one of these guys at one point uh, being an MLS draft pick yourself uh, in your playing career. Wilford told me these guys are playing for money. You know, they're, like they're, they're playing for a living. They're playing to eat. Yeah, I mean, there isn't there isn't any time for screwing around. There isn't any time for cutting out and eating McDonald's here or having some fast food there. He said they live it, breathe it 24-7, all the way down to what they put into their bodies. I mean, it is very eye-opening, Wilford, isn't it, in that this is 24 hours a day. It's not just when I'm at practice. It's not just when I'm in film. It is a lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I was at um, with the union organization, um, I had an opportunity to stay with some other players, and uh, it was like uh, they ha they started practice at around 11, and uh, the guys were up around 8:45, and they were at practice. They're at the facility by 9 o'clock. Uh, a lot of them are getting uh, breakfast in and getting treatment in, um, and then they're on the field uh, 15, 20 minutes before they're doing different things, and. Uh, like they don't have to the trainer don't have to tell them oh uh, you have to do this you have to do that <laughs> and it's just like they know their body and so some some guys you know take 30 minutes to, for their body to warm up some guys are players are you know they can just go on the field and then they're just ready to play and so uh, some of the guys were doing um, you know band stuff warming up uh, at least 40 minutes before before having to walk on the field and it was just like uh, you come you know like at the college level you know you have to the trainer have to tell you, hey, you got to do this, sure. or the the guy that the guy that's warming you up has to be like, all right, guys, we're about to do this warm up, or you have to do. It. But um, for them, you know, like it's like, okay, 
my body is my it's my it's my tool you know if i don't take care of it it's like it's like a car if you don't right it, can, it, it will run but if you don't if you don't take care of the little things so you gotta go get a regular you gotta, job you gotta get a, yeah you gotta, <laughs> you gotta <laughs> go <laughs> sit in a cubicle gotta, well, yeah. well coach you've told me that though too in conversations I've, I've talked with you in the past about your professional playing career you're like these guys are playing to make a living period yeah for i mean money. It, what's interesting is it's like there's not so much of the off the field stuff because like wilfred said most of the time you train in the morning you get up early you're at the facility, but, you know, your day's done by 1, 2 o'clock. Yeah. And, you know, I remember when I was playing, like, I mean, I didn't have a wife and kids and stuff at the time. I'm just young out of school. And, you know, you come home and some guys take a nap. Some guys, you know, went for a run. Other guys, you know, so it's just it's just different. Like you said, you're playing, you know, you're playing to win, but you're playing, you know, to eat as well. And right. I think that professionalism day in and day out is what the consistency of the guys that last in the league. And then there's other guys that have the talent, but if they don't have the dedication and the discipline that you're talking about, you know, they won't be there for long. And I think that's what kind of struck me as one, their professionalism, um, probably 90% of them. And then kind of the unprofessionalism yeah. of 10% of the them. other 10% <laughs> and you, you figure out pretty quick, you know, who might not be around the next day. Absolutely. This is the Wear the Bear podcast, special men's soccer edition. Head coach Eric Pogue, Wilford Williams, uh, joining myself here today. We're recording on location in the practice facility, the bubble, here on the campus of Oakland University. Well, speaking of professionalism, uh, you guys maintaining your professionalism a little bit, a, a bit of a rough trip down to Dallas, Texas. You squared off against some top-notch uh, nationally ranked uh, oppositions in SMU and a perennial you know, Top of the line college soccer program, no question about it. Incarnate Word as well, a couple of 2 1 decisions that did not go in your guys' favor. But, coach, you look at it and you look at those games from what I took away from the parts of the games that I watched in that, you guys belonged on that field. I mean, there's no question about that. You're, you're a bit out of your element in that, you know, you're down there in Texas, you're in there in the heat and everything like that. If anything, we saw from the U.S. men's national team in the game against Honduras, yeah. that heat can be an equalizer can it not yeah i mean it affects everybody i mean sure. you try to say hey like look it's, it's hot for them too but they're accustomed to it sure and i don't think it affected us so much on uh, the first day mm -hmm. it's never the first day i think it's honestly even the trip before down uh, to old dominion and uh, vcu i mean that first game is always you know you can get it it's just that second game and i think you know, we, we've had a tendency here in the beginning of the season to dig ourselves a hole early. And I think you can have the best plan sure. in the world, the best tactics in the world, the best talk in the world that you want. But if you go down early, you're like, you know, as a, as a team, you know, of young players that all have varying degrees of, you know, maturity levels and handling adversity and all those things, like, you know, you find out a lot about yourselves quick. And, um, you know, we haven't put ourselves in a position to be up a goal. You right. know, I mean, we're getting a little bit later every game that we give up that goal, but it's something that, you know, I feel like if you talk about it, I mean, it's obvious we don't want to give the goal up early, but, you know, really kind of takes away from the plan of the team when we go down so early and we have to expend a ton of energy and the other team then gains confidence right. with it. And so I think, you know, we've been working on being a lot more compact. Uh, obviously, hopefully it'll limit the opportunities. And we can be dangerous going forward, but we can't allow the other team to, to kind of have their foot on the gas pedal right out of the gate. Wilford, from the player's perspective out there, and you're out there in the mix and you're living it and you're breathing it, 
You know, what what has been the story in that regard? As Coach Pogue has talked about, that has been a theme that's that's kind of repeated itself this year. You guys fall behind early. You have to battle back. Yeah, and let's we talk about the elephant in the room here. Yeah, well, yeah, but Wilfred, I mean, from the standpoint of when you're playing this kind of, of top-flight competition, they're hard enough to beat on their own. It, it's even tougher to beat them when you spot them a goal, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, when you're playing against teams like that, you you uh, you're constantly uh, getting scored on the first in the first few minutes of a game. It's it's a lot frustrating um, as a player, uh, but um, you got to think about it. It's like uh, we we're uh, we're putting ourselves in a situation like we've never been before, you know. Uh, coming, it's it's not it's not uh, easy to uh, come back from getting scored on, mm -hmm. and so we're like we're learning a lot about ourselves that we're not a team that give up, and so um, getting scored on, you know, every game you've, you've seen, well, we've we've always had a lot of chances right away, and we finished um, a lot of chances. It's just that uh, we we as a team got uh, for me, I learned about our team is that. Uh, we don't give up easily, and that every every game we get scored on, we know we've been there in that situation before, and so we uh, we try to get our, get ourselves out every time. And um, a lot the Old Dominion game, one thing I learned from that game was that um, like when we lose games like that, we can't start like we can't point fingers because it's easy it's easy to point sure. finger it's easy to point fingers at at someone else, but then you turn around you have uh, you have three people pointing fingers back at you. Sure. And so uh, at, at moments like that, you gotta like. Uh, Point fingers at yourself, uh, like Coach said. Um, after uh, our practice on Wednesday, before going to Texas, you know, he said that uh, you can't you can't start blaming anyone. You have to start blaming yourself and putting in, uh, and and learning what can you do to uh, to help the team. Uh, and Texas was just uh, was just a great learning experience for us. As yeah, a team. I mean, I, I think it's it's natural with young people that you know when things don't go your way, and you've had you know that. You know, it can be difficult to to dig yourself out of. You know, but I think the first thing we we talk about is you just you have to hold yourself accountable first. Sure. You know, and then once you do that, then you can start holding other people accountable around you. But it's got to start with you, and those are tough lessons to learn in the beginning of the season. I think we'd all like to be, you know, zero and four or one and four. We don't want to be zero and four, but uh, <laughs> been there. No. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> got the T-shirt. Yeah, I got that T-shirt. I'll give it back. Uh, doesn't fit anymore. So, uh, but you know, at the same stretch, it's you know, it's the start of a new season. And, Absolutely. Uh, and you know, I'd have a, I'd be hard pressed to pick one other team in the league um, that's that's done the schedule that we've done. And hopefully it'll pay dividends down the road here. I mean, I think we've all kind of took our licks here in the Horizon mm -hmm. League. We've all played some tough teams, UIC, Wright State. You know, Detroit went out and played a tough team out in California and stuff. So we're all kind of taking our lumps a little bit. But we also, you know, I think uh, it'll hopefully pay dividends here, you know, with kickstart things against uh, our big uh, league rival here in Wright State. Absolutely. You're talking about it paying dividends down the road. Well, that road is I-75, and you guys are going to go down that Straight road. Down. <laughs> Coming uh, down. We know, we know that road real well. <laughs> looking, looking forward to that. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but you do get things going. The opening kick of Horizon League play, you guys in Wright State, so you're walking right into the fire again, which is nothing new for you guys given the schedule that you've played, but you are walking right into the fire. And when I say that, tough, tough road match at Wright State. You know what you're walking into. You know Wright State a perennial power uh, in this league. If you want to win championships, which certainly has proven to be the goal in this program, you know that road goes through Wright State, goes through UIC and these types of programs. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we, me and Wilford were talking, you know, on the walk over here. I mean, we always joke with the Wright State staff that, uh, you know, 
we'll see in the championship or pretty darn close to it. Sure. And it's been like that. Um, you know, I still kind of tell them, you know, you didn't actually beat us in the playoffs. You you tied us, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, you got us in penalties, but, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're a good team, and, you know, it's got to – it's too bad that it starts off right with them right from the kickstart. But, you know, having said that, you know, there's not an easy game in this league home or away. Um, no matter how you stack it, one you know, one to ten. Sure. You know, every game's difficult for you know a different set of circumstances. So I think uh, Wilford would tell you that, you know, I guess if we're gonna get it started, let's get it started. You know, like right. Wilford, does it does it matter to you? I mean, at the end of the day, you have to play everybody at some point. So, I, what difference does it make, right? I mean, yeah, you have to play everyone at some point, but um, there's nothing better than playing someone that took you out at the end of your season sure. earlier. And so it's like uh, us playing them. It's like a, it's like a, um, like a mark, um, putting a mark on the, on the season, sure. and telling people that you know, hey, we're coming strong, and uh, there's no better teams for to play than to play in Rice State. I'm yeah, I mean, I, I think you look at it, and you know, we go away from home and get that, you know, get that win on the road, and that gets posted on the scoreboard. People are like, all right, all right, you know, Oakland, Oakland's for real, you know. So, you know, that schedule is. It is what it is, you know, and then we turn around and got my alma mater. We got our first home game at Western Michigan, mm -hmm. and then we turn around and got our first home league game against IUPUI coming up. So it's it's a it's a big two weeks for us. Home uh, no conference question. conference opener turns into, uh, you know, some, some home matches. I mean, sure. I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're, they're, uh, they're pissed off right now because uh, we're uh, – Voted number one in the in the preseason, and so they're uh, they're pretty. I'm, I'm sure they're they're mad about that, mm -hmm. and so it's gonna be it's gonna be really it's gonna be a good competition to yep. start they're up the Horizon League. They're mad about that. You guys are mad about the way things shook out in the Horizon League. One thing I'm not mad about is that you guys carved out some time to come over here, and uh, certainly do appreciate it. So Wilford, thank you, Coach Polk, thank you as always, and we'll definitely be checking back with you guys coming up here in a couple of weeks. Uh, a big meaty part of the schedule for you guys. There's no doubt about it. So for men's soccer coach Eric Pogue and Wilford Williams, my name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Thank you for listening to the Where the Bear podcast, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Well. See you later.